Hello and welcome to Real Talk with Razak. I am your host Razak, per usual. And first, you know, just as usual, I'm gonna tell everybody: don't forget to come to the Twitter page and the Facebook at Real Talk Razak. Hit me up. Let me get these questions and all these type of things. But today, I'm calling a little bit of an audible. We had some guests lined up, a few topics lined up, scrapping all of that. I really, really have to do this because really, more than anything else, talk has come to get realer than real today. So in the wake of all of the things going on in Virginia, uh, I just really feel like we should touch on this particular question, and that is, can we, as a creative community, affect change in the political climate, you know, and the politosphere? Where, what can we do in that area? So for those that don't know, a brief recap. Earlier this month, there was a uh, white supremacist rally. There were some anti-protesters that came out. Uh, one of the people decide, that were on the side of the white supremacists, they decided to um, run through a crowd with their car, effectively using their car as a weapon. Um, as you can recall, this happened in France with some Muslim uh, terrorists. So I will be referring to those people that did that here as domestic, as domestic terrorists. Uh, because they did murder someone. Now, going before that, uh, un, uh, a little known fact is uh, these groups were sharing videos. It was a compilation video of people getting hit by cars, and it was entitled How to Deal with a Protester. So fast forwarding to earlier this month, that happens. Now you understand why some of the climate is the way it is. Then we have our uh, 45th elected president, not condemning white supremacy uh, until two days later, then kind of reeling it back on top of that. We kind of all kind of understand his point on it. So from there, I'll move into the topic because this is just, this is a tragic page in American history. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, so with all of this, a big question being asked is, what do I do or what can I do or what can we do uh, as the artist, as the person, as the human being out here today, what can we do? And I'm just going to do a little bit of this. The first things uh, are very obvious. You can attend rallies, you can attend protests, you can attend, um, you can uh, attend marches. Um, if you can't find these things, I'm sorry, but you have to use Facebook for things other than uh, twerk videos, cat videos, and selfies. If you go to my page, I will never post when I'm at a rally. I will post the ones that I'm going to. If you know anything about proximity warrants, you'll understand why I don't post once I get there and because I'm kind of engulfed in what I'm trying to do. But moving past that. So if you want to know very specifically what the creative community can do, uh, really, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it pretty simple for you. Through your gifts and through your passion, you can raise awareness which is, we all know what that is, uh, from local town halls to what politicians you need a phone call because of proposition whatever. Uh, you can support activities, activists, politicians, policies, and that's a lot, of, a lot to do with our local government. We need to talk about these type of things. So you can do those type of things. Uh, you can make your couch criticism or your text Twitter uh, criticism uh, more public at that uh, at that level because now people are looking at it with that I want to say and I mean this very seriously 
be informed, not opinionated. Having you having an opinion, no matter how strong it is, doesn't mean crap if you don't have not one fact, not circumstantial facts, but serious evidence. Look up these things that you're discussing. Before you type that message, type it into your Google search first. Just that simple. A uh, couple other things we could do. Of course, you can make a call to action. If you're putting together something, maybe a gallery you need artists that are bringing awareness to this, that, and the third. Uh, and the last thing you, do, you can do is amplify a message, spread the word. Uh, it's true what they say, the revolution will not be televised. It may be podcasted, so tune in, but it won't be televised. So those are a couple of things that, you, that uh, are, are pros on why you should do it. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I'm gonna go into how. So we've gone on some of the whys, then we're gonna come back to the hows. Welcome back to Real Talk with Razak, where talk is at its realest. So we just talked a little bit briefly before the break on what are the pros on why we should create political art? What is the reasoning for it? So now I'm gonna move into the how, because everybody doesn't always know how. And like I was saying before, people ask, what can I do? What can we do? What can this group do? So this is a really big step for me. The first thing, use iconic imagery for our visual artists and filmmakers be in places and, and these images that people can easily recognize and understand and relate to. Uh, even dancers, uh, costumes, backgrounds, songs, things that uh, trigger points for people in terms of being relating and understanding and drawing back to a memory. So that's really, really good. And you really want to find what's in, the, in this imagery, what's relevant, what's happening right now, what is something that affects you on a global scale, on a local scale. Uh, more than anything, I, I really feel like you need to have some type of emotional attachment to it. Because if you're just creating for the sake of creating, you make, some, make something nice. But when you put your emotion and who you are into it, the money will come. If you, but if all you're thinking about is the money, then you're just pushing for it. But if you're just really putting what you feel into it, you can create that political change. And you can really bring awareness and all these other things uh, that come along with it. So the second step may be one of the most important. Uh, they're not in any order of importance, but I really think this one is a big deal. You have to make it approachable. So the reason why I say make it approachable is because writing hate speech versus rent writing what you like is a very, very big deal. Uh, I personally will go attend rallies and marches never for anti this or never for anti that. All these anti-hate uh, groups that uh, ask me to come out, I will always say no. All these pro-love groups that ask me to come out, I say I already RSVP because I'm trying to go to that. The reason why what you resist persists is because it's the first thing on your mind. You need to straight, take your focus elsewhere. And on top of that, you want people to be emotionally attached, like I was saying. These things that, uh, that you have a, a love and affection for other people may have a love and affection for. So they'll begin to understand your point of view, but if you're just berating them because you wanna berate them, they're immediately cut off. They might not, they might not uh, listen to a word you said before you even get started because they're already cutting off. But an image that, that can take them back to an emotion and a feeling at a time. We all have grandfathers, so an image or a scene or a dance or something about a grandfather will really take their mind up into a, a whole nother realm. Um, and as artists, we should be striving to 
pluck the heartstrings. We're looking for emotion. We're not looking for uh, just the dollars, hopefully. Um, so next thing we could do is have a distinctive style. I'm going to keep it back to the branding because people need to know who you are. If you do one thing Tuesday and another thing Wednesday, it can get a little convoluted. You want to have some consistency. So all these different things that you're doing do have a distinctive style. They have a common denominator that links it to you. That makes your political art. That's a big deal. And uh, other than that, actually, I, I, I take that back. This is the biggest step right here. You have to put it out there. You can't make political art and leave it in your basement or make this great choreographed scene that nobody ever sees but your cat in the kitchen. That's just not gonna work. You have to put it out there. You have to show it. You have to video it. We live in an age of information. You're putting your selfies and your food on Instagram. The least you can do is put your message on there. So with that, I want you to, just a couple of people that you can look back on to, to think about it, people like, Banksy, Emily Douglas is a, is a favorite of mine, uh, Shepherd's Ferry, these are very popular artists that started with uh, political things and on through time kept doing it and now they're famous so don't say, oh I'm too small, I can't do this thing, now people have, hold true to who you are and you will make it, not holding true to who you are, then you will not. Uh, and with that, you know, I'm gonna wrap this up, I do wanna leave uh, a final quote uh, and I, I hold this very seriously and it's not from me, it's from Margaret Mead. And so I'm not paraphrasing, paraphrasing, I'm actually gonna read it this time. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world, because indeed, that's all that ever has. So with that, come back next time, catch me on Facebook, Twitter, Real Talk with Razak, Instagram coming soon, and yeah, hold it down.